Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Your take on Sean Payton and Aaron Rodgers before we get into these CFL things. Sean Payton doesn't do or say anything unless it's intentional. What's the reason? Is it to give Russell Wilson a scapegoat? But Aaron Rodgers did come out, you're right, and say, you know, defended his coach. He said he had him in Green Bay, maybe the most fun, favorite coach he's ever had. I think football coaches all have a type. I mean, I think they're calculated in everything that they do. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Brand new day. It is episode number 1051 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. Coming at you live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino in Calgary. Great to be here in this business. Great to be anywhere, quite frankly. We're on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio Podcast and YouTube Live. And I'm here. Darren Moose Dupont is at the World Little League Series, I believe, in the sweatpants capital, otherwise known as the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. Looks like a beautiful day there. Moose, I apologize. Is it a little dark where I'm at right here? Do I need to fix my lighting? You tell me. Maybe a tad dark, but uh, not terrible. I like I'll get on it. I'll get on it. We got a lot of things going on here today. And I'm going to tell you right now, before we go any further, the text line is open. It's brought to you by EMJ Marketing. EMJ Marketing, providing the right keynote speaker for your event. Contact Joe at emjmarketing.com today. Coming up on the program, we have, uh, yes, can I help you, sir? Yeah, okay. Don't let that thing fall down. Yeah. See what I said? And Our hockey off. analysts are re- <laughs> Yeah, we're off. How do you like it so far? Gong! <laughs> Our hockey analyst, Serena Taylor, is here. She's going to be joining us in hour one. Famed NHL super pest Matthew Barnaby a little later on in hour one, too. And in hour two, great cup champion with the BC Lions, Calgary Stampeders, and former Pittsburgh Steeler wide receiver, Ryan Thelwell is going to be with us. So that's uh, hockey, football, football, hockey, going back and forth. That's the deal. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, and then we'll get down to business. I tell you what, we're opening with baseball because we were watching it. Did, did, did you think the Blue Jays were going to pull off the impossible in game one of this huge four-game series at Rogers Center? It looked like it last night against Baltimore, but Austin Hayes made a lunging, game-saving catch of Whit Merrifield's ninth-inning liner, and the American League best Baltimore Orioles held on to knock off the Blue Jays 4-2. Gunnar Henderson homered for the Orioles, while Ryan Mountcastle doubled twice and drove in three runs as the Orioles maintained their game-and-a-half lead over Tampa in the AL East. Jay Shortstop, Bo, son of a bichette, left the game with an knee injury. Stole it from Tim McAuliffe. It's not mine. 
The Jays and Orioles play again today in Toronto. We're moving on from there. We're not the Blue Jays show. Moose is only with us with, for one segment. He wants to talk football. The big news yesterday came down just before we went to air. Came with the Edmonton Elks from the Canadian Football League. We're very big in Edmonton, the analytics say. We've got a big audience there. And uh, yesterday, their offensive coordinator, Stephen McAdoo, was replaced by Jarius Jackson. The quarterback's coach has become the offensive coordinator of Edmonton. They're on a bye right now. They've, Im they've immediately changed quarterbacks. So it's going to be uh, the youngster, De uh, Deggy. Jarrett Deggy starting their next game. So our poll question, Moose, is this, which is brought to you daily by Key Auto Group. With the Key Auto Group, most vehicles receive a lifetime engine warranty guaranteed. Go to keyautogroup.ca slash the key advantage for eligibility and maintenance requirements. The Key Auto Group here to take care of you. So they're 0-8. They made a coaching change. I thought it would be a fun poll question today. We've kicked this around a little bit. What's the problems? The biggest problem with the Edmonton Elks is that, A, <coughs> the board and executive, which would be my vote, yes. Two, the Eskimo curse, i.e. changing the name from Eskimos to Elks. They haven't won a home game since. It's been 21 games and counting. Point three, is it coaching or is it talent? And it's been a very interesting response from people, Moose. Again, I'm voting for the executive and the board because it starts at the top. As I look on Twitter right now, and you can also vote on, on uh, YouTube as well, coaching is leading the way. 44% says coaching is the biggest problem with the Elks. 34% say talent. They're just not that good. 12% say the Eskimos curse. And 10% say the board. What are you saying? I'm probably leaning towards talent at the end of the day. Um, and that's, it's a combination, honestly, I think it's a combination of everything. I, 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 no, I'm not on the Eskimo curse bandwagon, by the way, but I am on with you on the old, you know, the board and the old regime. I feel like they're still paying for the sins of the past and, you know, yep. they really have to undo a lot of issues inside that organization. And I think it's going to be a long and painful process. But when you're not winning games, it comes down to the people on the field, on the sidelines, who do you have? And who do you not have? And we've seen the mistakes. I mean, Taylor Cornelius, there's no doubt he's an athletic talent, but he's making mistakes. And when you're making mistakes like that, you're not going to win ball games. It's going to be tough. We'll see if Jarius Jackson and this quarterback change can help reignite this offense, which has been pretty stale. Uh, it is clearly a combination of all of them, but this reminds me a lot. And I mean, you know, they made a quarterback change. They've made a coaching change. And you just wonder when they come out for their next game, are they going to win the next game? I would put probably my odds on that they will because, what do they call it? The PETA people won't like this, but the dead cat bounce. Coach gets fired and the team wins. They go on a bit of a spike for the next couple of games. Maybe that'll happen with the Edmonton Elks. But, um, yeah, and, and, you know, we talked about the curse of the Bambino. There is such a thing as curses. I believe that. I'm not sure that this is the thing here. And people are writing in from Edmonton saying, don't say it's the Eskimo curse because they were bad before they changed the name. No, they had won 14 Grey Cups under the name Edmonton Eskimos, made the playoffs for decades in a row consecutively as Eskimos. So I'm not going to move totally away from that. But overall, the board was the one that allowed that to happen, to change the name. They shouldn't have done that. 
And uh, it all starts at the top all the time. By the way, our CFL coverage is brought to you in part by Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beer. Check them out at SoberCarpenter.com. Point three, as we move to the NFL, Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin says he's put aside his fear to find joy after practicing in pads Monday for the first time since going into cardiac arrest. During a game last season, the practice at training camp marked the next step in his pursuit to resume playing in the NFL. Hamlin collapsed and needed to be resuscitated on the field in January. He was actually initially cleared to go back playing back in April, but I, I guess he didn't. He's obviously been training. He wasn't playing football then. He, he did Monday for the very first time. What a hell of a story, and I hope, we all hope, that he will get back on the field and starting in the defensive secondary for the Buffalo Bills. To be honest, I didn't think he'd come back. I don't have a lot of history with people that have gone into cardiac arrest, certainly not professional athletes. I don't, he's got this far. Why would we not think that he would come back and play? Yeah, I think he will. And, and I agree. I think, you know, this is a great story. And, you know, to go through what he went through, and we all saw it, and we, you know, saw him in the hospital. We've seen the photos and all the prayers. It was such a heavy moment in the National Football League and just in sport and life in general. You know, and, and it's a symbol for, you know, overcoming obstacles and continuing to stick with it. It's not just, a, you know, about recovering physically and being able to get on the field. You know, you, you said, you know, the fear, overcoming the fear. Like, once you've gone through that, like, the fear of this could happen at any moment would be really tough. But uh, good for him. Yeah, he must be in a great mental place, and that's uh, awesome to see. Uh, just checking in from the audience, David Cooper writes that he says, Eskimos, they destroyed a history slash lineage of a great franchise all in the name of PC politics. The left, the cancel culture won in that case, and now the team is not. So like I say, I'm not saying that's the reason, but I'm not saying it's not the reason either. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Richard Holdridge writes in from the sports beat. I got to mention this. Richard Holdridge writes in, he says, what's going on? WQEE family, Richard Holdridge, I will be on his show immediately following ours today. What did I tell you, Moose? We're very big in Atlanta and Columbus, Georgia. I can't believe it. It's very hard to believe. Talking to Richard yesterday, he goes, what do you always say on your show? Who has more fun than us? I'm like, you're listening? He's paying attention down there in Columbus, Georgia. I'm going to be on his show oh, later today. He's going to be on our show on Thursday, and we're going to talk NFL, college football, and whatever else comes up. So it's uh, somewhat hard to believe. It is and it isn't, you know. Um, I told you the text line's open, 902-518-3033. I do want to, before we get to Jonathan Taylor and the NFL running back club, how about this? This is from this morning. SpongeBob and Slime Time are coming to the Super Bowl. The NFL and CBS announced this morning that this season's Super Bowl will have a kid-centric presentation on Nickelodeon, marking the first time the Super Bowl has had an alternate telecast on another channel. The Nickelodeon presentations have also received plenty of acclaim for their ability to introduce a younger age group to the basics of the game, but also focused on the action happening on the field to keep parents interested in some of those include eye-popping graphics, of course, the slime-filled end zones, SpongeBob SquarePants between the goalposts when they attempt a field goal. So you can watch the Super Bowl on Nickelodeon uh, with all of that. Wonderful move, I think. I can't imagine anybody would give this the thumbs down. 
No, it, it, I don't think so. I think it's great. Um, but the thing for me, it makes my mind think, because I think, correct me here, the Super Bowl's on CBS this year, but Joe Buck and Troy Aikman went to ESPN because I think they yep. get it next. I think they're next in the rotation. So it makes me wonder, is this the gateway to having a Manning cast of the Super Bowl, an alternate feed on ESPN? Will we see the oh, yeah. Mannings doing their thing during the Super Bowl? I mean, it's just fun that they're trying new creative ways to evolve the presentation of the game. Um, absolutely. 902-518-33, the number to text into the program. It's, it's, it's a whole new world, Moose, in the broadcast industry. If you haven't paid attention, everybody, uh, you, you know, get in the fast lane, Granny, because the bingo game's about to roll. And there are some people that just, you know, they're not getting in the fast lane. So don't. But you're definitely going to get left behind. Now, before yes. the NHL talk, we'll get to that with Serena. That's why she's here. And Matthew Barnaby later on in hour one. Uh, CFL talk with Ryan Thelwell in hour two. And the Canadian Elite Basketball uh, playoffs begin Friday night. Doubleheader, play-in games. We'll talk about that later. But you did mention you wanted to talk NFL, more NFL. And so Jonathan Taylor's requested a trade from the Indianapolis Colts. So what? He met with the for an hour with the owner, Jim Irsay, the other night in his trailer at Colts training camp. Can you imagine what that trailer's like? I feel like it's not quite like the Winnebago that we grew up in. But I digress. <laughs> he goes, I'm worth more. I want more. Taylor's going, we're not paying you more, and we're also not trading you. He's come out and requested a trade. It's not new. It's not new. And uh, I don't know where you are. I immediately thought of this. We used to sit around as radio announcers and get pissed off at the management making all the money and the salespeople making all the money. We're the talent. We're the product. They're selling us. Well, we could still be sitting there talking about it because nothing's changed. You know, it's the way that it is. Yeah. So quarterbacks' salaries are swelling to an unheard of degree. Somebody's going to have to pay. And it's the running backs. And I get that Jonathan Taylor, we didn't even have him in our poll as the top four, but he would be right on the cusp, right, of our top four. He maybe should have been in that conversation. How do you feel about the fact NFL running backs had a Zoom call this week about forming their own union? I think it's ridiculous. It is a little ridiculous. I like that they're thinking about it and they want to value themselves. But here's what's happened all the time. When, when running backs in that spot, which they typically have a shorter career, when they take a year off and hold out and play hardball, it's very rare that they come back better than ever and win that and go on to a long career. What ends up happening is you lose a really great earnings year and it never, you never become the same player. Look what happened to Le'Veon Bell. There's a number of examples. Um, it happens. It's evolution in sports. Here's what some of our viewers will, and, and you especially. Remember Chris Zarka, the Riders? How many touchdowns did he have that mm -hmm. one year? Like 33, right? From the fullbacks? Quite a few, uh, Jim. Yeah. When's the last time a fullback has done that, right? That was kind of the end of the fullback. And I'm sure fullbacks were, you know, upset that the position was being phased out and the money was being phased out. You know, because it was good at one point or another. Well, the game is changing. It's all about passing now. It's all about being multidimensional. And the running backs are easier to replace, so the, the money is just not going to be there. It sucks for those who are in the spot, but it's the evolution of the game. Yeah, and in my industry, 
those that started tried to start a union got fired, got shown the door. So it's right. not that I don't have sympathy. Like I'm not anti-union. Believe me, I'm not. I probably wish that uh, we'd had one over the years. And to simply say, don't you make enough money? That's what John Q. Public's saying, and I understand that, and I have time for that argument too. But I also get this is what I'm worth. This is market value. Uh, it's an interesting discussion. Uh, Nelson says, what's the old saying? Running backs are a dime a dozen. Great. You want more money? You don't want to pay that? We'll go find another. That's the way that it's going to end. You know, and, and, and it Jim Ursay, for whatever reason, I don't get like, So many guys are getting trampled on for saying the truth. Like Ursay said, the, what do you say? The NFL's a machine? I could die tonight. Jonathan Taylor could leave the league and it'll keep going. We used to say this about the Pats. Look at the Rough Riders. The, the one specific thing with the Pats, when I worked for the team, one of the staff said, it's a train. The locomotive keeps running. It stops. People get on. People get off. But the train keeps going. You're, nobody's bigger than, than the league. That's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah he goes, the, so the train great. keeps going. Do you want on? It's you so want to be true. part of this or do you not want to be part of this? Because we're going to play no matter what, Jonathan Taylor. So, uh, anyways, we're pretty much out of time. We're going to switch over to hockey uh, right after this. Any last words before you go do your thing? No, uh, it's going to be a great show. I'm looking forward to the rest of it, and uh, you can enjoy a great Calgary day. Thank you. Serena Taylor next. Matthew Barnaby on the way. Ryan Felwell in hour two. And I should mention, we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets. It might actually be two pairs of tickets. To the Calgary Stampeders and the Toronto Argonauts Friday night at McMahon Stadium. A little later on in the show, I'm going to give you a keyword. What you need to do with that is go to Instagram, follow Century Downs on Instagram, and enter the keyword in their comments to be entered for the draw to go see the Stampeders and the Argos in Canadian Football League action Friday night as we bring together harness racing and football together. Worlds colliding, Jerry. But it's all hockey next. With our hockey analyst, Serena Taylor. We'll be right back to Century Downs, Racetrack and Casino after this timeout on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. And we are live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino, the World Professional Chuck Wagon Association World Championships here August 23rd to the 27th. You can get your tickets right now at showpass.com. We didn't totally wind up the football talk. Carlos in Indianapolis watching, he says, was it on this show where someone said you may love the game, but the game does not love you? Yeah, that, that hasn't changed. Ryan in New York State says, Le'Veon Bell is a cautionary tale of what not to do as an NFL running back. He's gone on record and said holding out for a season was a huge mistake. Same thing with Zeke. 
And Dallas, never been the same. He's not even with the Cowboys anymore. Okay, Serena Taylor is here, our hockey analyst. She's made the trek up from Florida. How are you doing, Serena? I'm well. Much better Good. now that I have my luggage. Yeah, we can get through that uh, travel <laughs> snafu here. But yeah, I told you your fan club has shown up. Um, Allie and Tex are Canis says, Happy Tuesday, RP squad. Happy August. Serena Day from WQEE Rhino Radio in Atlanta says, RP show with King Rod, Top Gun, and the Golden Girl. You said your friends in Florida don't care for the nickname Golden Girl. I don't care for the nickname Golden Girl. You never told me that? I've told, I've told you that. Even Kevin's laughing because Kevin's like, he's told me Was that. I not listening? Everybody <laughs> loves it so much. Get, get the gong. Rod wasn't listening. Ding. <laughs> I do the talking, not the listening. Listen. That's evidence. 60 seconds to talk about your travel snafu getting here. Oh, you know I was... Well, I got, I missed my connecting flight from Dallas to Calgary out of West Palm Beach because we were grounded in Palm Beach. And then I had to stay the night in Dallas. They put me on a flight to Chicago, which got canceled in the middle of the night. So they still sent my luggage to Chicago. I ended up getting on standby on the flight to Calgary. We get on the runway, start gunning it. Plane slams on its brakes, comes to a dead stop on the runway. We end up having to turn around and go back because one of the engines wasn't functioning. I end up getting here, of course, but without my luggage. For my a couple days. Here. Yes, correct. Hence why I had to go shopping in Banff. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> a good reason to go. So I told you that people were awaiting your appearance and they had questions for you. So I will get to the hang on, Rich and Jeff and everybody else. And of course, the poll question is, what is the Edmonton Elks problem for Key Auto Group? We'll discuss that more next hour when we get back into football. Is it the executive and the board? Is it the Eskimos curse because they changed the name and they haven't won since? Is it the coaching of the talent? Forget all that. Mind you, you did grow up as an Edmonton Eskimos fan. Do you have I a, did. Do you have a take on that? I think sometimes these things just happen. I'm not sure if there's any one particular thing that's causing the problem. How Chris Jones still has a job is beyond me. I don't think he's the problem, but generally what happens in situations like that is the first thing to go is the coach. It's just like when you're losing, you know, Montreal's losing 10 nothing in a game, they pull Patrick Waugh. That's what's going to happen, right? It's something has, there has to be an adjustment. They haven't done anything Somebody to Somebody has to pay is what you're saying. Well, yeah, they just haven't done anything to change, to shake well, it up. until yesterday when Which, they changed well, okay, the offensive who coordinator. Who cares, though? Right. So there's a succession of questions here from the crew. And hey, by the I'm, way, Ryan O'Radio in Atlanta says maybe we should call you Queen Serena. That's much I better. don't care for that. So, yeah. I like How about Ryan. no? <laughs> Brian of Manitoba wants to know what you think the orders need to go from being a bridesmaid to finally a bride and winning a Stanley Cup. That's another thing that's interesting because I feel like... Two years ago, Edmonton had a little, or like not this past year, but the year before, they had a little stronger run in the playoffs but I, than they did last year. But they also came up against Vegas, who won the Stanley Cup. The year before, they came up against Colorado, who won the Stanley Cup. Both of those teams, in my opinion, were by far the Stanley Cup champions. And, but I think Edmonton had a stronger team this year than they did the previous year. So they're making moves to get stronger players. But, and I'm not using this as an excuse because I'm a pretty realistic Oilers fan. I'm happy with the team that we have. I think it's just one of those things where they come up against these teams in the playoffs. And I said it during that series that Edmonton and Vegas are the two teams 
realistically they wouldn't be in the Stanley Cup final, but they, they were the two teams that should have been in the Stanley Cup final. They're the best teams in there. So somebody's got to lose. I just can't stand when people start pointing fingers at what do they need to do? What do they need to do? They are doing things to make it happen. I can't complain. It's pretty quiet coming out of Edmonton in terms of complaints because there's not a lot to complain you about. You shouldn't. And everybody, hang on. I will get to all of your questions, but I will say this. I feel like you're loving being in Calgary where you haven't heard it yet. You've only been here a couple days. I've been here a couple weeks. I've actually heard people say, well, we did have more points than the Panthers last year. The team that went to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like that's kind of what they're clinging to here. That's what they cling to. They won one Stanley Cup, so they're going to cling to that forever. I, I have zero, as we know. Normally, I wear an Oilers shirt in this city everywhere I go. Yeah, it goes over really well. So I, I could care less, as you know. But, but the thing is, for the last two summers that we've been here, this is now the third. It's a daily debate in Alberta. Who's better, Flames or Oilers, Oilers or Flames? And this summer, it's like that, 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 that the conversations change. They, you don't hear right. it. Right. There is no it's conversation. It's not a question. Yeah. They know it. They know it. But not every team is going to be parallel the whole time. Throughout the 80s, all of the Canadian teams were dynamic. Everybody was good. Uh, so it was, now things have changed so much. So, you know, when the Oilers were sucking wind for a while, it was the Flames have always been horrible. So now with, that was kind of on an even keel. And now it's just different. Okay. I want to get to the Flames thing in a second because we're here. But... Rich in Edmonton says, does Serena agree that the Oilers, well, that the Oil needs to adjust their defensive zone scheme to improve what can be at times a clown show in their own end? Well, if going back to the first question, if somebody was to ask me what I think should be different, Darnell Nurse needs to go away. I've been saying that for years. He's the worst defenseman one of the worst defensemen I've ever seen in my entire life. And then he'll pull something out and make a big play. So he's not bad offensively but as far as defensemen like when we picked up uh what's his name from chicago i thought okay last year yeah last year the year before whatever that was i was like this is gonna go one of two ways it's not gonna hurt but who knows if it's gonna help or not and i just our defenseman is lacking having said that defense across the whole league is down significantly down from what it used to be Chicago, when they won the Stanley Cup, had five solid defensemen. I don't know a team that has five good defensemen no, anymore. And that was a decade and a half ago or whatever. It really wasn't that long ago. Nobody has solved. There's no defensemen coming out of junior anymore. We live in Florida. Are you surprised by the Panthers didn't really blow it up? But when they come back for training camp in a few weeks' time, a lot of different faces. Mark Stahl, gone. Radko Gudis, gone. I'm not surprised. I feel like Florida did a pretty good job going for it. They didn't really think that they had a shot to win the Stanley Cup at the start of the season. Yeah. And I feel like they did some really good things, but that's the kind of stuff that doesn't last. They sound like the Blue Jays. Every time they get somebody the fans like or somebody that does something, they blow them out. That's, it's a business. That's what's going to happen. I'm personally not a Goodest fan. I'd have got rid of him a long time ago. He proved his worth in the playoffs, in my opinion. The fans like him there, but he did a lot of stupid things that were immature and caused him to take penalties. He was a liability for the Panthers, and I would get rid of him too. And with Mark Stahl, I think they knew that was going to be a one-off anyway. Game three turned because of a stupid penalty by Radko Gudis, which the Panthers ended up coming back to win anyways. But 
Yeah, I guess there's a, something to be said about addition by subtraction. But here in Calgary, I was discussing this with a very well-heeled sports fan who uh, said, Jonathan Huberto, of course he was heartbroken. He went from playing in Florida, palm trees, great team, to Calgary, freezing his ass off and not liking the coach. Do you believe that he was heartbroken? And maybe Mackenzie Weger too? Do you think no. that happens? That's extremely unprofessional. And I think people are looking for excuses as to why they just weren't, they didn't click. I think, and I think I've said this before to you, probably on here, that you go from a hockey environment where no one cares, no one's holding you accountable. When I say no one, I mean the fans, to a place where there's a lot more pressure what are you going to do? I didn't expect more out of Mackenzie Weger than what he gave. He's a fantastic yeah. hockey player. But Huberto obviously led him probably himself down as well. The kid's Canadian. He's used to the pressure. But when you go from Florida to here, it's, complete, it's completely different. Brian in Manitoba says on the EMJ marketing text line, should you ever need an alter ego for the golden girl, I propose the platinum pearl. Platinum as it is more precious than gold. And Pearl because she is a jewel. Love me some sassy Serena comments any day, any time. Listen, if you don't like the name Golden Girl, we'll move on. I just love it so much. How much are you enjoying being in Canada, by I the love, way? Love, love it. I love being in Canada. First and foremost, I can breathe when I run. That's a big thing. <laughs> this morning I was running on the treadmill. And I'm like, wow, I feel like I could run forever because my lungs aren't full. I just was skating along, going away. Life was good. But I just love, we got Timbits around here every day. Uh, yeah, it's going to be my double-double Well, thank every Karen morning. for that. What a wonderful gal she is. You finally got a chance to meet Karen Franco, the marketing She's manager great. here at Century Downs. Um, well, hey, we talked enough orders. That's your team. Flames, because we're here. But yesterday's poll question was... Will the Vegas Golden Knights repeat? I actually voted yes because why not? I know how Kelly McCrimmon operates. They're a great team. But how? what do you see for Vegas next season? You know, when Colorado won the Stanley Cup, they won it predominantly. And I felt like they were going to have a much better season the next mm -hmm. year. But then all of a sudden they get rid of their goaltender and things change. And Caudry. Gone. Yeah, yeah. Like there was definitely some changes. As far as Vegas, it's going to depend on what they do. But I will say this. Kelly McCrimmon is a lot smarter than any other general manager in the NHL. And that's, that's the difference between the Oilers right there. I'm not bagging on the current, you know, anything there. But Kelly McCrimmon just has that magic touch that most guys don't have. And... Kevin's like, oh, they're going to go down in the first round. <laughs> and he's standing by that. Could happen. It could. Hey, anything can happen. But I just think that there won't be as dramatic of a shakeup with Vegas as there was with Colorado the year before. Vegas is going to do fine. Um, just throwing out some questions at you that we have kicked around the last couple of days or weeks even. Who's the closest bridesmaid team to winning the Stanley Cup out of these four? Edmonton, Dallas, Carolina, or the Leafs, who we just threw in there because they're the Leafs. But which of those four? Edmonton, Carolina, Dallas, or Toronto? I could... Carolina can whatever. Nobody cares about them. Literally, who cares about Carolina? Was the other one Dallas? I hate Dallas. 
Edmonton or Toronto. Um, I don't know if any of them have really been a bridesmaid because they haven't lost in the Stanley Cup well, final. Dallas has. So you're immediately discounting them just because you don't like them. They also cheated to win the Stanley Cup, so that kind of is a wash. You probably should stop have... living in the past, but we continue. <laughs> I, you, you just said they lost in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, hey, like a couple of years ago. Either way, you asked... But as far as the bridesmaid thing, I would feel like whoever was in the Stanley Cup final, it's hard for me to say, like, does Toronto deserve to win because it's been 500 years since they've won? Not necessarily. But as far as them having a really strong team this past year, I feel like they put the pieces together to have a strong team to win. And so did Edmonton. So when I was talking to Keith Jones right before game four of the the Stanley Stanley Cup Cup final, he said to me as a... Flyers fan and now president, he thought this year was going to be the Oilers' year. And he goes, I really thought they were going to do it this year. I was like, so did I. Like, I really felt it. And uh, it's just it just happens when you come up. So probably out of those four teams and me not being biased, I would say Edmonton probably deserved the, the two playoff runs that they've had over the past two years. I would say yes. Toronto, if you're going to continuously lose in the first round, that's your problem. Yeah. Uh, look, there's a nice little appetizer for you, everybody. She'll be back in hour two. Cool? Thank you. Matthew Barnaby is going to take a swing at some of these questions when we return to Century Downs Racetrack and Casino after this brief pause on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio in Atlanta, podcast and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. RP Show continues live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino in Calgary. As you see, uh, Clark has just informed me that Matthew Barnaby is uh, MIA, missing in action. Have we checked Ottawa area golf courses, Clark? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully, Barney joins us, but I can handle the rest. We are launching a contest here this morning. I might might as well do it now. I said I was going to talk more football next hour with Ryan Falwell, but without Barney here, now might be the time. We're giving away tickets to the Argos and the Stampeders, two each. Friday night's game at McMahon Stadium. What you got to do is go to Century Down's Instagram account right now and put in this keyword that they actually bestowed upon me to come up with. Enter the keyword... In their comments under their post at Century Downs on Instagram, and you'll be entered into the draw. We'll randomly pick a winner to go watch the Argos and the Stamps, a rematch of the 1971 Grey Cup. The keyword is Flutie. Flutie! That is the keyword, Flutie. Go write it now. Enter the contest and get out and watch some CFL football Friday night, courtesy Century Downs 
Racetrack and Casino, and the RP Show. Now, I'll get to all your comments in a moment. There's a lot of things to get to today. Uh, EMJ Marketing text line is open. 902-518-3033. Kelly, watching in the Queen City, Regina, writes in. He says, morning, RP. Uh, good day and good farming. Bring up Jerome Bichard's name while talking next on the radio show. He coaches the Columbus Cottonmouths hockey team. I got to... And now you say that. Yeah, next time that I'm on Columbus radio, I will talk about Jerome. Stay out of my yard, Bichard. We... Um, i tell you something. We did a banquet together 2018 in Sedley, Sask. Jerome Bouchard, because he's from there. Henry Burris, and, and a hockey great. Henry Burris, who's now assistant coach with the Los Angeles Rams of the National Football League. And Ricky Foley, the three of us. And Jerome Bouchard talked about a bus crash that he was on with Columbus years prior. And about a month later, the Humboldt crash happened. Unbelievable bad luck uh, that he would talk about it and then beyond bad luck. But yeah, I did an event with Jerome Bouchard, still coaching the Columbus Cottonmouths and just an all-around great guy. Jerome, stay out of my yard, Bouchard. Kirk in Toronto, watching on Game Plus TV, where Game Plus TV is headquartered, by the way, downtown Toronto. He says, hi, Rod, the Argos are rolling, rolling, rolling. It's time to start a season at 6-0 since 1935. Thank you, Kirk. We've been talking about it for two days. It was in my weekend column that they had their way with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and touchdown Atlantic 31-13. By the way, for our Eastern viewers, and I'm talking about Maritimes, perk up, by the way. I know you're all watching us on East Link Cable out there and Rogers on Game Plus TV. I understand the touchdown Atlantic went over very well. I don't want to um, out the guy, but he wrote in here, guy from out east. So they, to expect an announcement this winter about CFL expansion to Halifax. Temporary stadium. That? Now, this is some random guy whom I've never met. So <laughs> he was like, don't say it was me. I'm like, bro, I don't even know who you are. But he said that this winter they'll be announcing an expansion team. Well, I hope. Uh, if you watch this show long enough, you'll know my stance on that. We've been going around flirting with this for 40 years. I'm officially done with it. So, yeah, great rumor. When it happens, I'd love to be at the first game. Until then, we're done. I mentioned a sports update. Uh, and by the way, if we don't have Barney, um, you can keep coming with your comments to me because I'll read them all day and give my thoughts to you on them. 902-518-3033. EMJ Marketing text line. Get the best speaker for your event, courtesy emjmarketing.com. Contact Joe there. The Canadian Elite Basketball League's fifth season's coming to a head as this year's single elimination playoff format takes flight Friday night in a play-in round doubleheader. 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern. In the East, play-in game. Winning, you're in. Losing, you go home. It's a rematch of last year's league final. The defending champion, Brampton Honey Badgers, travel to Scarborough, taking on the shooting stars at 7 p.m. at the Toronto Pan Am Sports Center. Immediately following that game, the Western Conference play-in game will tip off at 9 Eastern, 8 Central in Canada Life Center in Winnipeg. 
when the Sea Bears host the two-time CEBL champion Edmonton Stingers. By the way, somebody wrote in here earlier, good morning from Winnipeg, the number one city for RP Show viewership. That is a fact, Jack. Very big in Winnipeg. This is their inaugural. I don't know what it says. That this is the inaugural season expansion team in Winnipeg for the Sea Bears, and they've gone and set CEBL attendance records in Winnipeg. Were they starving for another league, a new team? I don't know, but it's awesome. So the Winnipeg Sea Bears, the expansion team, are home to the Edmonton Stingers Friday night. Win and you move on, lose and you go home. That's pretty cool. Uh, the Ottawa Blackjacks and Calgary Surge will host their respective conference semifinal games then on Sunday against the winners of the play-in game. So this is like a CFL format. The first place team's got to buy, second and third playing off. And how about the Calgary Surge? In their first ever season here in Cowtown, <clears throat> pardon me, Winsport Arena, they finish in first place. That should surprise nobody that follows the Calgary Surge and what's happening. Yes, they relocated from Guelph. I understand that, but it's their first season here in this town. And Jason Ribeiro's become a real good friend of mine, the president of the Calgary Surge. Starts at the top, people, which reminds me we should get into the poll question and update that. It starts at the top. I could tell on the guy's eye. Had him face-to-face -face here. When they were going into the season, I'm like, this guy, this guy thinks they're going to win it all. And he plans on it. And he runs his team classily. He doesn't take any guff. And look where they are. It's not real rocket science. Holds people accountable. Anyways, the sports update regarding the CEBL playoffs brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. In theaters. Wednesday, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. After years of being sheltered from the human world, the Turtle Brothers set out to win the hearts of New Yorkers and be accepted as normal teenagers through heroic acts. Their new friend, April O'Neil, helps them take on a mysterious crime syndicate, but they soon get in over their heads when an army of mutants is unleashed upon them. In theaters Wednesday, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles get to your nearest landmark cinemas. Ryan's here, folks. Our hour two guesses showed up. The welcoming crew is welcoming him. That's what they do. And by the way, you can enter our contest right now, Landmark Cinemas, by texting the text line 902-518-3033, the EMJ Marketing text line, MOVIES, in all caps, and the movie you'd like to go see. And on Friday, we'll be awarding gift certificates to the concessions and the theaters. Here it is. Enter to win a movie night out at Landmark Cinemas for movie lovers only. All you got to do, text MOVIES and your favorite movie to 902-518-3033. Winners are picked every Friday to, winner, to enjoy a movie night out this weekend. Oh, we're late for a... We'll update the poll question when we come back and talk a little more about it. What is the Edmonton Elks' biggest problem? Is it the board slash executive, the Eskimo curse? Is it coaching or is it talent? I'm interested to see who's going to win this poll and who's leading now. We'll be right back to Century Downs Racetrack and Casino after this brief pause on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, podcast and streaming.
We are live from that beautiful facility, Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. And by the way, we launched the contest today to win a pair of tickets to the Stampeders and the Argos Friday night at McMahon Stadium. Go follow Century Downs on Instagram and enter this keyword in the comments on their page. Flutie. Did I tell you? Of course it is. Maybe one day down the line, I'll say Bo, my good buddy Bo. But no, for today, it's Flutie. First time doing it. Go to their Instagram page. Give them a follow. You got to be following to win. We'll see you Friday night at McMahon Stadium as the Stampeders look for their first home win of the year against the 6-0 Toronto Argonauts. First home win, that is. Ryan Fellwell will be joining us next hour. And I'm going to just read his bio now so we don't have to waste time with it in hour two. How about this? We're the exact same age, by the way. He just is a little more fit than me. <laughs> I think we weigh the same. It's just different places. Uh, born in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Beautiful part of the world. Mick Jagger has a house there. <clears throat> Been by it. Played college at Minnesota. Drafted by the BC Lions and the San Francisco 49ers. One of those guys... Drafted in both the CFL and NFL draft. Played with the Chargers, Jags, Steelers in the show. BC Lions, Calgary Stampeders in the CFL. Three-time Grey Cup champion. CFL Western All-Star. He's a Hall of Famer for the love of Pete. And he's joining us down here at Century Downs Casino. So we're getting, listen, you get the football questions ready for next hour. And then Serena Don will join us later on in hour two. And we'll pick, finish up with the hockey discussions with her. She just kind of cracked the lid. And got everybody all running around. And then left. On the EMJ marketing text line, Brian in Manitoba says, before the hierarchy was changed in Winnipeg, i.e. before Wade Miller, O'Shea, etc., we were a terrible team. Change the personnel at the top and see what happened. See, that's the thing. Uh, I'm no genius on these things. But with the Edmonton situation, wonderful poll question, I thought, today. I mean, what I mean by that is just a fascinating discussion for Key Auto Group. What is the Elks' biggest problem? Is it the board slash executive? Is it the Eskimo curse, the name change? Is it coaching or is it talent? And 44% of respondents saying it's coaching. I mean, Canadians, it's not our number one sport football, but we understand it pretty well. I think people can look out on the field and say... There's talent there. You watch the game Saturday against BC. They're dropping passes. They're missing tackle. Brain farts left and right. Bad penalties. At the end of the day, who do you put that on? Talent's one thing. Playing smart is, is another. And it's funny you bring up Winnipeg. And I meant to say that yesterday, but I'll say it now. It's like all those poor Blue Bombers uh, leading up to the 2019 Grey Cup Championship. And then when they followed it up in 2020... They had to pay for the sins of all the bad bomber teams from 1990 till then. That long drought, that 29-year drought. They got shoving microphones in Mike O'Shea's face and um, whomever's face. Whoever was the quarterback before Zach Clark, Drew Willie's face, whatever. Matt Nichols. Why are they answering for the fact they didn't win a super or a great cup in the 90s, the 2000s? You know? Why is Chris Jones being forced to pay for the sins of the past regimes. Well, because you're there. <laughs> you're in the seat. Last minute of play in hour one. 
It's a fascinating discussion. Leanne in Regina writes in and says, for the riders, management and coaching. 2019 was outstanding and trending downward since. I look at the talent on D, losing Roland Milligan was bad, talented receiver. Well, it's when Chris Jones left. 2019. Jan at the Four Seasons says, I'd say it's a little bit of everything on that list. Pierre Ducharme writes in says, this year's CFL schedule has brought back balance to the league, increased attendance and TV ratings. TSN's past insistence of late nine games was hard on the game. Uh, we'll get into all of that, plus the NFL story, right after this brief pause with Ryan Felwell, NFL CFL alum. Stick around, everybody. We'll be right back on Game Plus, Key Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.